Welcome to Seat Time, the online show for the off-road enthusiast. As well, welcome to 2021. Saying that out loud, should these podcasts be considered the online show for the off-road enthusiast anymore? Do I need a new tagline? You tell me. Slide into those DMs and let me know what you think. I'm going to try and bring y'all a podcast once a month with companies or individuals that I think are helping better the sport of dirt bikes, motorcycles, and mountain bikes. Those that are motivating, inspiring, and evolving the way that we get seat time. Before we dive in chatting with Josh and Dane from Enduro Method, reminder about the Why I Ride project. We've already shared some amazing stories and we have quite a few more to bring to the world. If you haven't submitted your story yet, please do so on the Seat Time website. If you're enjoying the content we're creating for you guys, support Seat Time by grabbing some Seat Time branded merchandise at shop.seattime.co. There's no better way to express your love for getting Seat Time than by wearing the fun designs we're creating for pre and post ride. For the meat of this podcast, we'll be chatting with Josh and Dane from Enduro Method. Enduro Method is a new training platform to help you be able to enjoy your time riding your bike that much more. Some of us don't get the opportunity to move as much as we should throughout the week before we throw our legs over a bike for the weekend. Enduro Method is here to help you move throughout the week and be primed for a long weekend of getting seat time. They also offer seat time listeners a discount code, so make sure you listen all the way to the end to grab your code. Now, let's jump in. And as we talked about, guys, we are here with the founders of Enduro Method to learn what that is and how you guys can utilize it, you know, to enjoy riding your dirt bike a little bit more. So the quick question, how the heck are you guys, right? We are doing this on New Year's Day and you guys are getting ready to launch the Enduro Method app. So right now, are you in a good place? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Excited you- for the new year. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Are you, are you guys doing anything crazy though? I mean, did you guys just like go to sleep at like 10 PM last night, wake up at 6 AM, have your, uh, some fun coffees or did you, did you get a little bit weird? Um, not super weird. We're out a little bit. I think we were back by about 11. Oh, so. see, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> 11 till late. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you. We were at a friend's house last night till 1030 and I was like, Oh, MG, I am up too late. I am 41 years old now. I don't want to be doing this anymore. So we came home and stuff. I got the kids to bed and everything. And it's just like, all right, cool. But somehow I still was able to sleep until eight o'clock. Like that's, that part (laughs) is amazing, right? I'll totally take that. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, you guys are in Idaho. So we're going to, we're going to introduce this really quick. What's the 32nd version of Enduro Method? Uh, 30 second version. So we're a strength and conditioning, a gym based or at home, minimal to no equipment based training platform to help increase your mental and physical fitness. Um, so you can have more fun on the bike. I love it. Okay. Now you guys can do this together or separately, but I would imagine if you did it together, it could get a little awkward. <laughs> who, who are y'all, right? Like the, introduce yourselves to to not just myself more right so that i can learn more about who you guys are but also the listeners out there so that they can understand the faces kind of behind who and what enduro method is um well my name's dane tony um i grew up in colorado um and uh 
moved to Jackson, Wyoming, um, and I was an intern at a gym called Mountain Athlete, and that's where Josh and I met. Um, he was competing at, for CrossFit at the time, um, and through meeting him, I got my first dirt bike in 2013 and had never ridden a dirt bike ever in my life. Um, and so, uh, started that journey and we just kind of, um, saw the crossover between, you know, fitness and being in the fitness industry and then the journey of, you know, learning to ride a dirt bike and then progressing in the support in the sport. Um, and then, yeah, we moved over to Idaho shortly after I moved to Jackson in 2013, um, and started a gym here and continued to ride and <laughs> progress there as well. Awesome. And so that's Dane, right? Correct? Yeah, Dane. Yeah. So Josh, take us back before being a, an amazing CrossFit competitor. Like when did you kind of get into dirt bikes and stuff like that? Since you said Dane, Dane was mentioned, she got into it around 2013 after meeting you. Yeah. So I grew up um, central California, kind of central, central, this little foothill town called Aubrey. And all I wanted to do as a kid was ride dirt bikes. So I rode a lot when I was young. Um, I mean, nothing crazy, just around the property and whatever hills or creeks I could find. And then kind of at high school, team sports kind of took over. And not to say my folks weren't supportive, supportive of dirt biking, but they weren't super amped on it. <laughs> so they kind of pushed a little bit more toward um, just typical team sports stuff and less on the dirt bike side. Right. And then California was kind of getting shut down riding areas and stuff even then. And so um, high school hit, didn't really ride anymore. Um, kind of stayed around that area for a while and then moved to Jackson, Wyoming in 2006, I think. And literally like the first week when I was here, the guy I was working with, he's like, Hey, you like dirt bikes? I'm like, yeah, I used to like dirt bikes. Like you should get a dirt bike. Like, yeah, I probably should. <laughs> and so <laughs> I love, yes, yes, I should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, got one. And then, you know, started riding, not a whole lot, but here in the summers, you know, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 hours a, a summer. Um, and then, met um started training at a gym mountain athlete that's where dan i met and was doing that and um th that gym in particular is kind of actually it was funny because i found out about that gym from an article in outside magazine on jim jones um i don't know if you've ever heard of them they're down in salt lake city mm -mm. they were kind of one of the trainers was kind of famous for training the guys in that movie 300 that's oh, okay yeah. So anyways, I read this article and it was like the hardest training you'll ever do. And I was like, well, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so in the article, there was this little thing. It said, Jim's like this near you. And it said Mountain Athlete Jackson, Wyoming. I'm like, I've never even heard of this gym and I live here. So anyways, I emailed the guy and like, it was pretty funny because the email I got back was, uh, be here at 7 a.m. Don't be late. That was it. And uh, so I showed up and they were in the middle of like their dry land ski training. Um, and so I came in first workout I've ever done there. And uh, uh, all these, you know, 35 year old ladies and, you know, a couple uh, mountain guides, local mountain guides. And 
I walk in, I just got my ass handed to me. I couldn't, I left, I had to go sit on the bench at one point because he told me to sit down because I couldn't stand on my legs anymore. And um, was so sore, I couldn't walk downstairs for like two or three days, but I was hooked immediately. Yeah, um, we've all been there. And it's weird that we come back for that kind of stuff, right? Oh, totally. But it was just something I'd never, that type of training I'd never done, even you know through athletics and everything. It was more, this was just such a, a, a hit in as far as working metabolically as you know not just like going in and doing three sets of 10 or whatever but yeah so very eye-opening and I was so I ended up staying with that gym for a long time and then in 2011 um, CrossFit was getting a little bit bigger and uh, you know I saw the CrossFit games and I was kind of like a lot of the training we were doing was really similar I mean you could call CrossFit whatever you want right I mean it any type of conditioning you could call CrossFit. So anyways, we were essentially doing a different version of CrossFit at Mountain Athlete. Um, it was just what Rob, the owner was, you know, calling his and trying right. to get him out there. And um, so I told Rob, I was like, hey, I really want to try and compete and um, the Open this year. And so he, one of his coaches kind of took me under and yeah, started prepping for that. So yeah, because looking at the the regionals, it looks like 2012, 14, and 15. You actually you you made it to regionals and had had some pretty good placements there. Obviously, not making it to the games, but that's okay. That's hard as shit to do. Uh, for those yeah. of you that are wondering, like, go look up cross. You know, you can go to games.crossfit.com if you wanted to look up Josh's stats um, to learn a little bit more about that. I, I kind of I heard something in there though, like you'd never been put through that before. You'd never felt that before, right? And and you were instantly hooked. Um, it, it that the way you say that kind of resonates with me because I feel like maybe that's part of the reason that you've created Enduro Method, right? Is because what we were talking before we got going that some of us will go ride all weekend and we're totally blasted on Monday when we go back to work. But the thing is, is that we had so much fun, right? It was the getting of the seat time. It was the communion of the friends that we enjoyed over the weekend, but we're totally smoked come Monday and sometimes more days beyond just the one day after the fact. And it sounds like maybe Enduro Method is something that you're trying to put out to help people who maybe just the weekend warriors, just the regular riders, so they don't have to feel that as much, so they can be more prepared for the times that they go ride, so they're not as smoked after the fact. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things for us is the amount of time, um, you know, to train for that, like even even the back in the day, and it's even more demanding now, but you know, training for CrossFit, I was spending four to five hours a day in the gym um, to do that. And so, you know, if you, if you look at that on riding, if you can, if you could ride, you know, four or five days a week, um, there's obviously still value to being in the gym for uh, other reasons, you know, injury prevention and stuff. But if you're able to get all your fitness on the bike, that's great. But most of us working professionals, I mean, we're out you know, maybe two big days on the weekend. And then during the week, depending on where you live and how close you are to your trails and stuff, maybe you can get out for a weekday ride. But, you know, a lot of the time, Dana and I ride weekends and then we're working, you know, four or five days a week and then trying to travel and drive somewhere or whatever. And so being able to increase your, your fitness during the week is, is huge. Right. And, and one of the things you mentioned too is, is mindset, right? 
Um, and, and I think we'll get into the specifics of kind of like how the Enduro method uh, app is going to work, kind of like what your programs look like, the different tracks, right, that people can follow. But once, has there ever been a time that you've realized the mindset work that you've done outside of the gym, right, has like translated to better, maybe not just better ability riding, but more enjoyment while riding your motorcycle? I can definitely speak to this. Um, yeah, please. Being a female, I mean, you know, when you get, when you, when you train in the gym, it definitely helps build, give you confidence, you know, when you're out on a bike, when you're trying to pick up this 250 pound machine. And typically as a female, you're with a bunch of dudes. Um, but just like, you know, having the confidence that I can pick this bike up, I can last all day long. Like I can do this. I know I can, I've trained for this. You know, I'm not this, this feeling of suffering or uncomfortableness. Like this is, this is familiar. So just confidence, I think for me and just being a girl in a male dominant sport um, right. <laughs> has been a huge thing. And it's, you know, that's, you know, it's not necessarily suffering, but the work you do in the gym, you know, it, it gives you confidence that you can you know attack and achieve things outside of the gym too that's awesome yeah it's interesting because if i go kind of look back at my my weird journey through fitness right i think it was around 2010 is when i finally said okay i'm gonna go try this crossfit thing at crossfit strong down here in dallas and um it's very interesting because once i got into it i think exactly like josh said hooked right like and i've been doing that ever since i finally got my l1 in 2018 i do some light coaching part-time every now and again um, at the box that i attend right but what i've noticed and what i've loved is that if i just go in and i don't you know when you go in there you're going to see a men's weight and a woman's weight right rx a lot of times and so i never try honestly like my goals are not to one day be able to do men's weight rx my goal is to be able to walk in the door and move and what I noticed is most of the time, if I kind of percentage myself around the women's weight, if not just a little bit under, I'm 75% prepared for anything that's going to happen out on the trail. You know, and that's, I think that's where, again, like where I see so much uh, growth that people can have, that riders can have with a platform like Enduro Method, because granted, yeah, they could, anybody could take the same approach. They could jump into a CrossFit gym and they could try to realize I'm not there to leaderboard. I'm not there for the scoreboard. I'm there to make sure that I get stronger. I have a little bit better endurance and my mindset's going to change as I kind of shift through this. But you're going to have so much, with a Duro method, it seems like being so much more specific to helping riders ride better, faster, longer, harder. I, I, I love this, you know, and I'm so excited to kind of like see where this is going to go for everybody. So how does it get started, right? Like when did you guys go, hey, I ride dirt bikes. I like this. We could help people with the, the platform that we've chosen as a profession. Let's build a thing. And then it gets called what it gets called. Like how does that kind of all come about? Yeah, over time. Um, people kept asking us what to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like we just had friends that not necessarily lived here locally, but we would meet, you know, through dirt biking and they would, you know, find out that we own a gym and they'd be like, so, and, and see how like fitness has played a role in our riding. And it's like, well, what should I do? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Um, and then uh, along with that too, is just, 
I think reach you reach a point finally where you you're comfortable in your skill set to be able to help people too. So I mean that goes like people asking us and we're trying to give advice, but um, like we've been riding long enough and um, just kind of in that world. And then you know with coaching and owning a gym here, it's like oh no, we can we can definitely put something together to help help people out and and spread the word. And it's one of those things too where um like a lot with the outdoor sports is it's now it seems like it's becoming more popular to train in the gym to perform outside whereas 10 years ago it still wasn't really being done right rock climbing is a good example skiing and all that stuff and you know with, with the levels that these people are getting to you have to be training in the gym specifically to then take your sport outside um and you know for us it's it's just had so much carryover and enjoyment. Yeah. I was going to say it's almost selfishly for us too, you know, like this is right. what we were doing anyways. Right. <laughs> and so it's like, well, why not do this? Because I mean, that's what we were doing. Let's just provide it to the world. Right. And what's interesting too is so we, I mean, I'm again, you guys being aware of the CrossFit space and things that have happened in fitness this year in general with the pandemic and quarantine, so many different platforms went online. Like even our, our small box here in McKinney, Texas, I was doing virtual coaching, right? Like we would record a small video really just so the athletes had an idea. Like if you need a warm up, here's a warm up. These are the movement patterns. Make sure you're paying attention to this, this, and this. Um, and kind of a way to warm down, right? Like that was what we were doing. But what you guys cr are creating is a virtual platform, right? An app that, that people can use anywhere, whether they have a gym access or not. Um, but you guys started this before the pandemic, right? Like it's probably taken you a while to get through all of that, right? But it seems like it's the perfect time because so many people now are in the mindset and the understanding that there are times I'm not going to be able to get into the gym, whether that is because of too much work or the next quarantine, right? Like, or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And so what was the journey like in building this app to kind of get to a place where you knew people were going to find what you're trying to put out there useful? Yeah. So I think almost it's been about a year since we actually kind of started. Um, so I had, we were, yeah, it was Thanksgiving last year, I think is when we kind of took a couple the first couple people on and it was kind of training up for King of the Motos last year. Which you started. did really well at, right? By the way, as an amateur. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then one of my friends was going to go to Romaniacs. And so that was, he would have gone, let's see, two years ago. Um, and he was just very much of the mind like hey i'm doing this thing i'm spending all this money all the time commitment and i had a blast but i was got my ass handed to me right um, and so we were talking about doing some pretty serious one-on-one -on -one training and i was like oh we are starting this enduro method so i had um, a couple of friends jump on board early and then over the course of the year added a bunch of people and just kind of worked with them we had a different platform we were using um which is what we use at the gym like uh we write program like we have people on what we call individual program design we mm -hmm. write programs for people that maybe have specific goals or specific injuries that are working around and we have a little separate area in the gym that they do that um but we were using that same platform um 
we just decided to use that for our enduro method too but it wasn't good for like certain things and it yeah it's kind of clunky for signing people up and it's hard to um keep everybody on the same program and then uh, yeah and then when covid hit you know people who had access to a gym don't have access to a gym so we we're like oh we need to build out basically a body weight or at you know minimal equipment track and then it was like some people have access to a gym for a couple of weeks and then you know no access and i was like well it'd just be so much simpler to be able to have it all in one place so with the new right. platform we're using you will have access to operator which is our gym based program and you'll have access to gravity which is our body weight to minimal equipment program. i love the name of that by the way that's awesome uh, of a uh, gravity because i mean that's what it is right like yeah. we don't realize that every day we we're just walking we're fighting gravity and so i, I yeah. think that's a good good name choice yeah and with the body weight it's pretty incredible i mean what you can do just by manipulating tempos and um you know get a backpack and fill it up with heavy things that you got laying around and there's you know you can load step ups you can do rows you can do so there's quite a bit you can do if you do not have access to a gym now uh, these the operator and the gravity uh, uh, these kind of tracks that you have that are going to be in this application is there a price difference right does somebody make that distinction how do, how does kind of like one get the app and then get I guess you could say signed up, right? I mean, is it all through the app? Is there any kind of questionnaire that somebody has to go through for you to kind of like help them make decisions, right? Like what does that, that sign up process look like for uh, a new member? Yeah, no, that's it. It's the same price point. Um, you get everything all in one spot. So okay. we want to keep it super simple. We didn't want to have a bunch of different tiers um, and make it confusing. With the, the sign up, you literally just download the app well, yeah, you sign up online and then you have access. You can use the platform on any any browser on like a computer or laptop. And yeah. then you can also- Okay, so it's going to be app-based like your phone or through your browser on your desktop. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Awesome. Um, you can do either one. Um, but when they sign up um, with their monthly subscription, that they'll get access to either one. Um, and then they can switch or go through, switch between gravity and operator at any point. Yep. Um, and it also includes in a three month on ramp. So somebody may be new to training or, you know, quote unquote off the couch. There's a three month on ramp. There's both a gravity version and operator version um, for somebody that's brand new. And then there's the, the calendar, quote unquote, track, which is kind of like our current programming. And that's like, you know, kind of like maybe for your gym, like your workout of the day. That's like what's happening now. That's like what we're doing. Um, but they'll have access to the on-ramp, you know, and that, and they can do that at their leisure. Awesome. Um, and and then is, is the, the, oh, the, the ramp up, is that mandatory or is that just like, if you need it, you just start there instead of going to the other section? Yeah, yeah. it's, it's up to them. Yeah. Okay. They don't have to cool. do it. Yeah. So yeah, I like that idea. If you're coming off the couch, you've got a chance to, you know, kind of go, okay, like I, I can tiptoe in a little bit, if you will. Right. Yeah. So what does someone expect right like they've now signed up and you can you can take you know choose either track you would like to talk about um you know what should someone expect when they are opening this app to follow the program you mean as far as like 
difficulty or exercises or I, I think like kind of like how have you decided to get your information across to the user right like they they've they've come up for the day they see the workout um i know that you guys have been shooting a bunch of videos like is it is it always kind of like you guys breaking down workouts and then showing movements and then they go if they want to go or can you know um kind of how would a user use the application yeah so when you let's say you started on you know day one or whatever jumped in on a monday you'd open it up there'd be a warm-up um there's usually there's notes so it built out um, like, you know, I'd say two rounds, 10 jumping jacks, 10 windmills, 10, whatever. Right. And then there's a video link for each one. Um, so you can see the exercise and some of the exercises, if they're pretty simple, we just kind of do a quick demo. Um, if it's a little bit more in depth or we feel that we need to get a couple pointers across, then we'll usually talk and kind of, um, walk you through the exercise. Awesome. I like uh, you, you mentioned warm up and it made me go to a spot. So say someone is a is, is a competitor, maybe and not just a, a not just a, a weekend go getter, right? Would they be able to have quick access to these warm ups or maybe even race specific warm ups, right? So I think that's one of the things I hear so much of is like people just go to the line and just jump on their motorcycle, the green flag flies and they take off. And they just are like, why do I suck for the first 30 minutes? Well, it's because you just spent 30 minutes warming up. Um, yeah. you know, could, can they utilize this app for being able to, I guess, be more prepared for a race day? Totally. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's something we're also going to build out. So within this app, there's different, you know, you can have, um, like, like a resources tab essentially where we're going to be putting up, you know, specific videos, um, that maybe aren't in the actual program. But just like tips, like, you know, uh, race day nutrition. Yeah, or, race day warm up. Um, or race whatever. day warm up, or, you know, um, uh, seven to eight hour ride, you know, what you should be eating, how you should be eating, how you should be drinking, that kind of thing. Awesome. Like, yeah, I could see a cool like journal aspect of that as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm big with whoop and everything. And so you can kind of like put notes in from your workout. You can put notes in from your, you know, the journal itself within the whoop. Um, and uh, I could see that being really beneficial for riders in the future, where it's like you said, like seven, eight hour ride at this location with these people like, oh, I did that a year ago last year. Holy shit, look how much better I did this year. Or, you know, kind of like the idea of like why we measure um, and record our, our workouts so that we can come back and see that we've gotten more fit. Right. Yeah. Totally. And within the app, you can like, you know, if, if there's a build portion, we call our strength pieces build. And within the, like within that, you can track your results too. So you can enter your results. You know, if you're, you know, doing X number of weight, you can put that in there so you can track it over time. Awesome. Well, I'm going to come back to the nutrition thing. I gave you guys a little bit of a warm up on knowing that we'd talk a little bit about that. So, but let's kind of close this out. So we've got somebody they're interested in a Duro method. What do they do? Where do they head? How do they, how do they get involved? Where do they ask questions? Can they slide into your DMs? Like, I mean, don't make it weird, but can we make it weird? <laughs> you can make it weird. <laughs> We're all about being weird. Um, yeah. I mean, reach out to us on any of the social media platforms. Um, I mean, we're talking to you on uh, New Year's and our website should be up this week, this coming week. Um, it was supposed to be done uh, on the 4th, but it, I think it'll just be done within either the 4th or a few days um, after. 
Okay, so uh, we're going to release this on the 4th. So there's a chance that it may not be up yet, but if nothing else, they could, yeah. like you said, they could shoot you guys an email or uh, a DM or something yeah. like that to be like, okay. I'm interested. Yep, yep. Uh, and, and you'll be able to sign up. We can send them like a direct link to sign up. Um, every, you know, right now our website is a landing page to enter your name and email. And we'll be sending like a special offer to all those um, people that put their email in. Who are Ooh, so there's a little bit of a chance to save some money some of the first for the first come first serve kind of a thing yep, yep exactly i like that that's awesome okay so i, I i've got one question if there were to be three movements that we're not doing enough what would they be and that you let's let's just let's think about this as riders right like we've got all of these awesome people riding dirt bikes motorcycles in general if we want to go a little bit bigger but like you said like a lot of us are sitting so long throughout the week and then we go get on our motorcycles and maybe we're not preparing our bodies enough for that right like an enduro method and other other fitness programs can help with that but if we were just to go super basic what are three movements that we're just not doing enough of um i would say grip work squats you got one. Your your three might be different than <laughs> yeah, my three. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's okay. Let's hear let's hear that because if they're different, that you're gonna speak to different people, right? In the in the reasons why you would answer different. So yeah, feel free, Dane, to 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 blow them out. Yeah, well, you got yours. Well, I would say, I mean, just the big movers, right? I'd say squats, deadlifts, and and grip work, dead hangs, etc. Yeah. Okay. And then Dane. Mine mine would be single limb movements. So like Ooh, a okay. Yeah, because I think that most, you know, the majority of people have um, a handful of imbalances. So just kind of attacking those imbalances. Um, and then, so single limb, um, and then I would just put like weight bearing exercises, like adding weight to your body. You know, anytime you're holding a dumbbell in your hand, not only is that like strengthening whatever body part you're working, but that's also strengthening your grip. You know, you're holding onto that, mm -hmm. strengthening your hand, your fingers. Um, so just weights in general and then core is lastly. Um, and we think of core kind of as not only the, just like your six pack abs, it's like the front, the sides, the back and your glutes. Um, you know, I really think that all that coming together can help a lot of people, especially, you know, if they have any sort of injuries, you know, especially like lower back or maybe a hip injury or knee injury, um, strengthening all that in your core can you know, help. Awesome. And so guys, like if there's uh, the reason why I wanted to kind of ask those questions is I think it's, I think it's very interesting how, again, we kind of jump on our motorcycles and just go and we don't kind of think about what is happening. So it's like exactly what you said, squats, like how much are we standing up and sitting down all the time, right? Or the people that ca they can't stand up anymore and they just sit down through the back half of their ride. And it's because they're not they're not working on their squats enough, right? They're not doing that work beforehand. I love what you guys were talking about with grip. And then also in the sense of the dumbbell, like farmer's carries, like how much does that, like even hanging from a barbell, right? Well, as you work towards being able to do your first strict pull-up, like that is that grip work that we're working on for. I mean, how long do we hold on to the handlebars while we're riding? Well, the right. entire time. <laughs> so it's like, that's all grip work. So, um, and the, I, I would imagine that these are all things that people can work on within your app and in the tracks that they're going to be on. So I just kind of wanted you guys to put a little bit of context for some of the people that are going to be listening, some of the riders out there. 
of the areas of their bodies that they're going to be working on. And I know that the six that you guys mentioned, there was some overlap and that's totally fine. And there wasn't on others. And I think that's even better. So where I wanted to use your professional advice and knowledge and just ability to talk about nutrition better than I can is when we were at the Red Bull override, two of the things or one of the things that came up from both Cody Webb and Tristan Hart was how they bonked about that two and a half hour, three hour mark in. And it was a six hour race started at 2 PM, went into 8 PM. So yes, they even raced into the evening. Um, and Mario had no issues. And cause I specifically asked Cody why he was losing minute after minute, lap after lap to Mario. And those are the reasons cramping and bonking, no energy. Um, and once he was able to get some food again around the five hour mark, and, you know, and, he, and he processed it around the five hour mark, he felt better. I wanted to talk to you guys. One, uh, you know, what's happening there, right? Like nutrition wise, like why are people like Cody Webb and Tristan Hart bonking, right? These professional racers. And then what can we, you know, the normal people do differently to not have things like that happen for us when we're going out for these long, these long rides on our motorcycles? Yeah, so definitely um, not putting yourself in a hole. I mean, that's a big one, right? If you know you're going to be on the bike for four, if you're on the bike for one to two hours, you you probably don't really need to worry about eating, right? You definitely need to probably drink some fluids and stuff and make sure you're staying on top of sodium and whatnot. But you're not going to probably bonk in that short of a time frame, especially around the hour, the two hour mark, you know, maybe, you know, some gummies or something. Yeah. But once you start pushing past that two hour mark, you have, you should have been trying to stay on top of carbohydrates earlier, right? Because if you wait too long, similar, it sounds like what happened with Cody and Tristan, you get behind the bus essentially, right? And then you're not going to make it up. And so, you know, usually it's like 40 to 60 grams an hour, roughly, depending on the level of activity and how intense it is. Is that 40 to 60 grams of carbohydrates? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, I mean, that's a very rough number, right? It's, right. That's, that's all right. It gives people an idea. That's fine. Yeah. But if, you know, so if you're looking at a five hour race at 50 car, let's say 50 grams an hour, you know, you're 250 grams of carbs behind by the time you get there. Maybe talk about why carbs. Yeah. yeah carbs. Basically, one of the things it's like, I, I know that like, we're going to use those for energy, but why is it that you're going to talk more about like, more around carbohydrates and not other aspects of the macronutrients, right? Like why is that one maybe more, so much more important? Well, it, it really depends on what system you're, you're using, right? What energy system is being used. So you kind of have three main energy systems. You have your uh, anaerobic alactic, which is super short, super intense, 100% effort. Then you got your um, anaerobic lactic, which is kind of the bridge pathway from that um, super short energy system to the aerobic system, right? Which usually lasts like anywhere from 30 to three, 30 seconds to three minutes. And then basically your aerobic system from there. Now your power output is super low on aerobic, but can last a long time, right? Hence like ultra marathon runners and all that stuff. But <laughs> hours and hours and hours (laughs) yeah exactly but when you're riding and you're doing hill climbs and you got big obstacles you're going anaerobic you know for however long it takes you to get through or over or around or whatever in those things and when you're doing anaerobic work you're going to be burning sugars or glycogen right for energy um hence the carbohydrate so 
part of training these systems is so your body can switch efficiently between them. Because ideally, again, if you can stay, the longer you can stay aerobic, the more work you can do, right? And the longer right. you're going to last. The more time you spend in that anaerobic, super intense zone, the faster you're going to burn out. Makes sense. Now, I guess, again, I'm going to ask this specific about gummy bears, but I would like you to then make this, and not the Colorado specific kind, if you will, because um, we all know I can only handle one of those per day, um, is, you know, you see that. And I personally don't like it because of the fact that it is such a horrible carbohydrate to utilize, but people utilize things like gummy bears and sweets and candies because of the fact that it's the type of sugar that is easy and quick. Now, do we want to go down that path or do we want to try to find carbohydrates that are of a higher quality source for this? And, or is that, you know, we talk about getting in carbohydrates. Couldn't that be a carbohydrate drink, right? Can that be something that you're utilizing in your bladder versus like knowing it's like, oh, and it's an hour in, I need to stop and eat something. Like, is it more, can it be consumed in multiple ways? Yeah, for sure. It definitely can be consumed multiple ways. And I think that's pretty dependent on, on the person, what they like, what works well for them. Um, it's uh, definitely one of those things that you should be practicing just like you would practice writing. You should be practicing well, nutrition. I was going to say like, yeah, you, you know, on, on and I would also, regular I also think like, you know, a ride is a little bit different than a race, like race. You want, you want something that it's not going to take you forever to like munch down. So like, right. you're gonna have to like sit and chew through something difficult then you know but yeah. you also want to practice your nutrition for a race on a ride because you don't want to put something in your drink and then in the middle of your race realize your stomach doesn't handle that it well. turns out that causes <laughs> diarrhea oh yeah. crap i would say though like there's no you know sugar's kind of gotten a bad rap in the last couple of years, which on some level it's, it should, but on the other level, it's just, there's nothing inherently wrong with sugar. Um, it's a great fuel for exercise. So if you're using it in the correct way, you know, there's nothing wrong with it, whether you take it from gummies or, you know, in a drink or Gatorade or whatever, you know, it serves its purpose. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So there is, there's obviously something to quality versus quantity, but in the long run, like what you're saying is that if you've got something you like and your body handles well, then it's not the end of the world and keep on keeping on. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know, don't eat them when you're sitting on the couch. Damn it. <laughs> Unless they're the Colorado kind and then it's totally fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cause you know, you're not going to eat too many of those. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, we're kind of in that let's wrap it up stage, but what did I forget? Right? Like what are the things that maybe you guys want to get out to people that I didn't think to ask about, or that's just, you know, whatever, whatever, like I'm down to have any conversation y'all want to talk about. Um, I just wanted to add one thing on our, on our gravity and operator program, which, um, track there's one day. So it's four, it's five days a week of programming Monday, Tuesday, and you can actually in the app arrange your own training days. So you can move the days around if you'd like to. Um, but we have it set up. So it's Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday is like, a. actually it's kind of on the bike training, um, which you take it or leave it. You don't have to do it, but it's like, you know, just get out in the garage, get on your static balance for 10 minutes. If you have somewhere you can ride around, work on lock turns, work on figure eights, work on hopping the front wheel, work on pivot turns, stuff like that. So it's kind of built in to give you a little bit. If you 
you know, if you've never been to a camp or had any direction from anybody, it gives you a little bit of um, just some things to practice at home that really, really make a huge difference out on the trail. Nice. On the bike, bike yeah. Yeah, uh, at, at this, uh, a good point to bring up is that practice versus training. And I think that that's very, I think that's cool to have that broken up because it's not all, it's also a little bit of a body rest day. And some of that practice that you're going to do, like maybe it's a turn, a turn track or it's these pivot turns, or, you know, you're just trying to do wheelies, right? Like you're learn, you're, you're getting a chance to practice clutch control. You're getting a chance to practice body positioning and you're giving kind of the physical aspect of your body a little bit of a rest, but the mental aspect is probably getting more training at that point than the, the, the physical part of your body. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, the bottom line, I mean, we're not, you know, the the best way to get better at riding is to ride <laughs> right damn it okay <laughs> i know um but we can't all be riding all the time so as much time as you can spend you know being out in the garage standing on your bike or working out in the gym you know improving that that base fitness yeah it, it makes a world of difference all right well give me give me the drills. oh yeah go ahead dane one, one thing I did want to add um, that we haven't mentioned yet, you know, we have our, we have Enduro method with, with the app and everything and but we also do offer one-on-one -on -one training. You know, if somebody, you know, had something specific that they needed to work on or like um, King of the Motos, like competing specifically <laughs> at King of the Motos or at yeah, maybe a Red Bull Romaniacs. Or if they, you know, like we've worked with a handful of uh, individuals that, you know, maybe want to dive more into their nutrition realm of things as well. Um, maybe they want to try and lose 50 pounds um, because they want, you know, they have a big ride with their buddies coming up in, you know, in, at the end of the summer. So we do also offer that one-on-one -on -one training if that, you know, is something, you know, if you have something specific that you need to um, address. Nice. Personally, I just like looking good in the <laughs> looking good naked in the mirror. But that's right. <laughs> if nothing else, that's just fun for me. Well, cool. So what is what's the URL? What's the Instagram handles? Where do people find Enduro Method on the internets? Uh, it's just Enduro at, at Enduro Method, and then it's EnduroMethod.com. So super simple. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, guys, thank you very much for your time. I look forward to seeing how this is going to go. Um, for you guys, I, I think it's going to go phenomenal. I think it's going to be extremely successful. I just mean I, like feedback wise in the sense of how you guys, you know, uh, see how it goes, how you adjust, how you grow, how you maneuver once people are on the platform. I think it's gonna be really fun to see. Yeah, yeah we're looking forward to it. We're really looking forward to it. All right, and, well, uh, let's go ahead. Well, we want to offer your subscribers um, a little discount. Too. Yeah, so 50% uh, <laughs> off your first month of sign up if you use the uh seat time 50 love it seat time 50 yep all right cool yeah. we'll make sure we put that in the show notes so you guys heard it here you want to get 50 percent off your first month it sounds like seat time 50 is going to be the code we'll make sure that that's one in the show notes and we'll uh talk about that a little bit more in some of the other uh channels if they're allowing that to be to be shared beyond just the podcast. We will find that out for you guys. Well, dude, Josh, Dane, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for creating this. I think it's going to be extremely successful and I really much look forward to seeing how it all evolves. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Absolutely. And I am going to cut it here. Awesome. <laughs> the first seat time podcast of 2021 is in the books. What did you guys think? 
If you enjoyed it, please share with your riding buddies or leave a review on whatever platform you're using to consume your podcast. The Enduro Method discount code is in the show notes, so time to get after it, guys. Reminder to grab a SeatTime branded merchandise at shop.seattime.co or go and submit your Why I Ride story at seattime.co. Remember, guys, enjoy your January. Ride your bikes, tag SeatTime in your adventures, and always enjoy a pint full of awesome.